Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Wrestling Podcast. That's Wrestling's but W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. Of course, me and G, we're not anti-E. We're simply pro-wrestling. My name is Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey! And welcome back, friends. Interview season is upon us, and it's forecasted to go a little longer than usual, so strap in. Very excited about that. Gareth, how you doing, my friend? Good, yeah, not too shabby. Thank you, Liam. What about yourself? I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm I'm dying under this ginormous pile of work. Quite how <laughs> we're managing to fit in all these interviews and extra episodes, I don't know. But yeah, there's a lot going on at the second, which is very cool. But anyway, we'll keep this one short and sweet because we've got quite a lengthy conversation today with a guest that we've been trying to pin down for a very long time. It's our first ever uh, Spanish uh, language guest, which is very cool. This is, yeah. of course, Akari from Pure J. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, she's somebody we've wanted to speak to, like you said, for quite some time. Um, it was wonderful to be able to put this all together. And, um, you know, with wonderful help from translator extraordinaire and just all around good person, uh, Issa. Yeah, that was really cool. Really glad to have her on board as well. And um, hopefully we can do a few more going forward as well. This opens up a whole new lane for us in terms of the folks that we can speak to, um, you know, wrestlers from Mexico and other Spanish speaking countries. And actually we do have uh, another interview with Issa scheduled as well as part of this season. So very excited about that. Yeah. Um, just before we jump into it, not to bring the tone down, but just wanted to mention how sad we were to hear about Daisuke Harada's news that he's having to retire due to injury. Um, Gareth and I were talking before we started recording about how personable and, and how passionate about the an innovation um, division, if you want to call it that, that um, Harada was when we spoke to him on this podcast. And it's just a real sadness that he's not going to be able to contribute to that in ring, but I have no doubt that he will do in other ways. I think his his influence doesn't stop here, that's for sure. But no. just, um, you know, a real tough one. Um, so, you know, best of, best of luck to him. And, you know, I hope his retirement match goes well. And I'm sure this won't be the last we, we hear about Daisuke Harada. No, definitely not. You could really see, you know, just from the outpouring of, you know, almost grief from people on online, you know, how much... Uh, he and his career and what he's done for the kind of junior division in Noah um, has meant to people. So yeah, all, yeah, all the best. 100%. Okay, folks. So without further ado, let's join in with our interview with Pure J's Akari. Firstly, Akari, welcome to the podcast. We've been wanting to get you on for a very long time. So this is very exciting for us. Um, how are you doing? Yo me estoy preguntando cómo estoy diciendo. Eh, yo he estado bien, eh, la verdad, me... hace tiempo que ustedes me habían dicho de, de que la entrevista, pero claro, era coordinar los tiempos y que ustedes tuvieran un traductor porque yo no hablo inglés, lo siento. Pero he estado súper bien, muchas gracias. She says she is doing great, that yes, it has been a long time that um, you guys were trying to coordinate this interview, and she's very thankful that, um, you know, you were able to find a translator because unfortunately she doesn't speak the language, but she's super excited to be able to do this right now. Yes, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> so how how is life in Japan at the moment? Are things kind of back to normal now um, post-pandemic or are there still some still some hangovers from COVID time? Él quiere saber que cómo es tu vida ahora mismo en Japón, que si las cosas han regresado más o menos a la normalidad, o todavía hay ciertas restricciones en las cuales se establecieron durante la pandemia. Ahora, el 15 de marzo, eh, recién se va a poder eh, como no usar mascarilla por obligación. 
Es ya. como la primera medida como ya libre, podríamos decir. Y creo que de ahí ya volvería todo a la normalidad. Ya creo que estos últimos tres meses lo de la separación de los asientos ya se terminó y, y ya lo de lo acrílico y todo eso ya se está terminando, así que creo que vamos por un buen camino, lento pero seguro. Um, she says that effective 15 March, um, there's going to be the mandate to actually wear masks will be taken off, so oh, it won't be mandatory that you wear a mask. You, you know, I know that there were some polls that have been done and there's still people who will decide to wear their yeah. mask, but it's not going to be a mandatory thing anymore. Um, as far as working with the venues, there is the obligatory uh, social distancing seating. That's not a thing um, anymore. And slowly but surely, um, these last three months of, of 2023 have, have started to, to turn into more of a normal um, state in Japan at, as opposed to as it was before. Right. That must be really good, feel really good. So this will sound like a silly question, but we wanted to ask, you know, how does it feel to be one of, if not the most well-known wrestlers from your country of Chile? Because at the second, it feels like a lot of people are talking about Akari. ¿Quieres saber que, cómo, cómo te sientes en saber de que tú eres o la luchadora más conocida o una de las luchadoras más conocidas de Chile. Oh, eh, bueno, yo igual no lo siento tan así. Yo como que, a ver, yo siento más que, por ejemplo, por popularidad, puede ser mi compatriota eh, Catalina, que es todo la W, netamente porque la W tiene más popularidad, y después estaría Stephanie Baker, que está en el Consejo Mundial. Yo, la verdad, no me siento tan popular. <ríe> Muy conocida, la verdad. <ríe> She says she doesn't feel like she is uh, the most well-known, considering that you have uh, in WWE, you have Katarina, and then you have Stephanie Marquez, who is in the CMLL in Mexico. Uh, but, she, well, she doesn't feel that way. Hmm. Um, she does realizes that, you know, she is known. Yeah, really out there flying the flag for Chile. Te voy a confesar, te voy a confesar de ustedes tres a la que yo honestamente conozco y sigo es a ti. Does she keep an eye on the Chilean scene? Is there anyone we should be keeping an eye on ourselves? Hablando de, de Chile y de la lucha libre en Chile, ¿tienes alguien en mente en los cuales ellos deberían mantener en la vista, ya sea femenino o masculino? Mm. Es que para ser sincera, yo no estoy al tanto de la lucha libre chilena. Como yo eh, empecé a entrenar y todo eso en Chile como el 2008. De ahí hice como uh -huh. un pequeño debut el 2009. Creo que en Chile he dado luchado más de tres veces. No más de tres veces. Y de ahí yo me desconecté de Chile. Y lo que sé es porque lo veo en Twitter o en Instagram, pero... En realidad como que me alejé de ese mundo y ahora es como vivo en Japón, trabajo en Japón y es como Japón. <laughs> she says that um, while she started her career and trained in Chile, um, she actually did not have more than three matches there. 
So she is not up to date with what's going on in the scene and has not kept up with what's going on in the scene. Um, She does follow some things here and there, whether it's via Twitter or whether it's via Instagram, but she's not at this point in time uh, able to give you that since she has essentially focused all Mm. her time and energy since moving to Japan to train there and to establish herself there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That does, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think with... um... You mentioned uh, Stephanie Vacco, CMLL, Anarcho came over recently for Choco Pro. Um, is there a sense that more, do she think that more wrestlers from Chile might look to Japan as an option to build on their career perhaps? ¿Crees que hay la posibilidad de que luchadores de Chile tomen la decisión um, de venir a, de ir a Japón, perdón, um, para no solamente establecer su carrera, sino para entrenar? Mm, ay, va, va a ser complicado lo que voy a decir. <ríe> Pero lo que pasa es que, a ver, yo creo que el problema de la lucha en Chile es que hay mucho ego. Okay. Entonces yo, como yo entré a Japón con la disposición de querer a, venir a aprender de cero, y empezar como cualquier japonesa que entra en un dojo y aprender de cero lucha libre. Así entre yo. Pero creo que mis compatriotas, la mayoría no tiene esa, esa percepción. Ellos quieren ya venir como luchadores y ya venir a luchar. Entonces creo que sí podrían venir como de, a luchar, pero venir como a aprender, creo que no tienen tanto esa disposición. She says that, um, well, first, that her response may be a bit controversial, uh, that and based on her experience, when she actually decided to come to Japan, she came with a friend of mine that she was coming in to learn from the ground up. Mm-hmm. She came in from the dojo, uh, you know, into the dojo, decided that she was going to do all of the training and, you know, every, uh, as a new trainee, have the whole experience and establish herself here. Uh, she believes that many wrestlers from Chile may not necessarily want to take that same path that they, uh, because there is an ego uh, factor with personalities that, hey, I'm an established wrestler, so I should come to Japan and wrestle as an established wrestler. Right. Um, so that, that would be the difference that if somebody does come in, you would not necessarily see someone um resetting reestablishing their career going through the beginnings as she did that it would be more than likely to have a couple of matches here and there and maybe do some light training but nothing like akari did mm, interesting you keep a very busy schedule so you wrestle you've wrestled recently obviously with pure j ice ribbon seedling choco pro diana wave <laughs> which companies would you like to do more with is there any end to your to your sort of goals in that regard? Menciona, Garen menciona que está bien ocupada, que ha luchado con todo el mundo con el Extreme Wave, ha aparecido en Choco Pro. Él quiere saber si este tienes otras compañías, promociones con las cuales quieres trabajar. Eh, sí, por supuesto. Por ejemplo, eh, me gustaría con Tokyo Yoshi, también me gustaría con Stardom. Obviamente siempre representando a mi empresa pero creo que me faltaría Tokyo Yoshi, Stardo. Eh, creo que me faltarían cuatro o algo así. Yo creo que ya he estado como he participado en casi todo. 
she says, of course, uh, she would love to have the opportunity to uh, participate or work in Tokyo Yoshi Pro Wrestling and Standards, but always representing her company, Pure J, um, that she has about four promotions that she would still like to work um, with in Japan, but again, as a representative of Pure J. That's great. You know, I, I think that's that's really nice. Uh, the idea of flying the flag for your home promotion and all the other uh, Joshi promotions around Japan. Eh, Gareth dice que él cree que eso es increíble de que quieras trabajar con las otras compañías, eh, pero siempre siendo, siempre representando a tu compañía Pure J. Es, es que, a ver, ¿cómo decirlo? Yo igual como llegué a Japón, fue igual súper, siempre digo, un poco responsable, porque yo como uh -huh. que vine a la vida, o sea, yo mandé un mensaje a Bolchoy, quiero ir por Facebook, y ella me dijo sí, y yo como que compré los pasajes y vine, siendo que cuando yo llegué y todo, ella me puede haber dicho, oye, yo no te dije nada seguro, pero me recibieron, y fue como del primer momento, no, tú te vas a quedar con nosotras, entonces sentí que ese apoyo y todo eso que me dieron, como mi forma de, de volver, es como yo tratar de hacer conocida lo que más pueda esta empresa. Agari says that whenever she reached, originally reached out to come to Japan, uh, and it was via Facebook uh, Messenger, um, she felt welcome with open arms. She bought her ticket and decided to come over. And from the moment she she has arrived, uh, she has felt, you know, that she belongs, that she's wanted, that that's where she, that's where she should be. And that this is her way of uh, paying it back and mm. um, doing doing what's right, in, in a sense, for the company that... Um, gave her this opportunity and has literally been the you know the the family away from home oh, so wow. your jay um from from her and how she feels and how uh, how it's her best way of the of saying that hey thank you for this mm. amazing just from some of the previous people we've talked to there seems to be a real case of if you open up yourself to Japan and Japanese wrestling, Japanese wrestling opens itself, it's arms up to you. So like when we've had the sort of similar message from talking to Balianaki, uh, Tekla, you know, Chris Brooks is the, the sort of same, same story. You know, they've kind of come out arms wide open for Japan and Japanese wrestling and they've just been accepted so much into the fold and it's lovely. And it's really nice to hear that has been the same case with, with Akari. que <laughs> Él, él ha escuchado más o menos lo mismo de Tecla, de Chris Brooks y de Aki, um, que, que cuando tú tomas la decisión de decir, ok, voy acá, voy a Japón, eh, Japón no solamente los recibe con los brazos abiertos, eh, los luchadores a la misma vez se sienten bien recibidos así como tú te sientes en estos momentos con tu compañía y que eso es algo que o sea, no necesariamente se vea en todo momento, pero que eh, el, el seguirlo escuchando de los luchadores extranjeros eh, lo hace sentir al bien. <laughs> que no somos discriminados. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Is it, was it always, was Japan always in Akari's mind or is that something that developed over time? 
¿Japón era algo que tenías en mente, algo que querías para el futuro o fue algo que se, se dio por suerte o por casualidad? Fue algo que entró en mi cabeza desde los 14 años. Eh, a mí no me gustaba la lucha libre, pero porque lo único que conocía era W, que lo que conocía era como del año 2004, 2005, y no me llamaba la atención, pero... Eh, me acuerdo que conocí eh, una, una agrupación de mi pueblo y ahí me empezó a gustar la lucha y un chico me mostró el Pururesu, me mostró una lucha de Marufuji versus Kenta y ahí fue amor a primera vista al Pururesu. Así, y ahí fue como yo, ¿hay lucha de mujeres? Y me dijo, sí, para mí la mejor es Volchoy y si tú puedes en el futuro, ve con ella a aprender. Y ahí entró a los 14 años mi bicho de querer ir a Japón a aprender lucha. ¿Puedes repetir? Porque en, en, en la conexión como que se cortó un, un poco. Eh, dijiste que, que, que cuando le preguntaste que era lucha femenina, eh, ¿y quién fue que te dijo que era la número uno? Como para él, la mejor era Comando Bolchoy. Y ahí él me dijo que fuera a aprender con ella y que sería la mejor decisión que yo podía tomar en un futuro. Ok. Ok, so, um, since, and since the age of 14, that's when she realized that Japan was something that she wanted to do in her future. Actually, growing up, she was not a fan of pro wrestling because the one thing that was accessible to her was WWE, and she was just not supportive of that. Mm -hmm. um, she met a group... Um, in Chile and met this guy who somehow introduced her to Puro uh, Wrestle. So one of the very first uh, matches that she was, that she watched, excuse me, was Marafuji versus Kenta and it was love at first sight. Yeah, so that <laughs> You know, is there a women's version of this? And the guys told her, yes, um, if you have the opportunity You know, his his number one person was Commander Bolchoy. If you want, um, if you want, you know, that's the person that you should train with, you should follow. That's so interesting. But it was Maru, Maru Ken that, yes, Maru Ken that had her fall in love with Puro Reso yeah. and that uh, was the catalyst of uh, Akari making the path to come to Japan to train and become a pro wrestler. You said you basically got in touch with Pure J via Facebook Messenger and set it all up there. But then how difficult was the move from Chile to Japan? You know, the logistics of it, was it sort of awkward at all? And then also settling into Japan, how was that? Um, Gary, this is que the, the, la, bueno, la conexión para llegar a Pure J fue basada con eh, eh, por Facebook Messenger y que sabes que eso es relativamente fácil, pero él quiere saber cómo fue el, 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 el concepto de la mudanza, de decir, ok, ahora nos vamos a, a, me voy a mudar a Japón, qué tan fácil fue o eh, tuviste algunos retrasos en, en algún momento y él también quiere saber cómo es la vida en Japón para ti. Eh... Bueno, yo me acuerdo que en enero del 2018 le mandé un mensaje a Bolchoy eh, que quería ir. Y ella me dijo sí. Y yo eso fue como, voy a, voy a pedirle a mi mamá para comprar los pasajes y así. Y me acuerdo que en agosto compré los pasajes y dije a Bolchoy, eh, voy en diciembre y llego. Y me mandó así un like de Facebook. 
Yo sí, santo cielo, voy a viajar al otro lado del mundo y ella me da un like así yo. Y entonces fue como súper nada seguro, ¿no? Nunca, muchas veces me preguntan, oye, pero ¿y cómo fue de fácil? Yo, es que nada era seguro. Yo cuando hice la escala en Estados Unidos, ella me dice, ah, ¿de verdad que vienes? Y yo le dije, sí. Y ella me dijo, ah, quédate en un hotel el, el primer día y después eh, vienes al doy. Después, después de eso le, te voy a contar cómo mi vida en, en Japón. Okay. The first part of how it all turned out. So, in January of 2018, um, Academy of Social says, hey, um, I want to come to Japan. Um, she worked that out with her family. By August of 2018, she had already bought her tickets. She had met her, she has she has messaged back and said, um, yes, um, I got my tickets. I'll be there in October. And she got a light. And so at this point in time, there's no true confirmation. It's just pretty much short exchanges. And um, it was it wasn't until Um, Akari made her transfer in the U.S. prior to flying into Japan that all of a sudden there was the confirmation from Ultra like, oh, yeah, you're really coming? Okay, so we're going to get you a hotel for the first night and then the next day just come over to the dojo. So it was just as simple as that. Very little coordination, but it was just worked out uh, to perfection at this point wow. in time. And That's now she's amazing. on to the second part with <laughs> Life in Japan. Ok, cuando estés lista. Ya, eh, bueno, de ahí mi vida, mi vida empezó, eh, por ejemplo, yo generalmente los lunes tengo libre, hoy día, y, y los días domingos son de lucha, entonces yo generalmente entreno de martes a sábado, en el reino entrenamos dos horas, tres horas, y de ahí en el doyo generalmente empezamos de las 10 de la mañana eh, ya sea el aseo y todo, reunión que vamos a entrenar, cosas de mercancía y todo, y terminamos como a las 7 de la tarde. Yo todavía estoy viviendo en el doyo, pero yo creo que ahora como a mitad de año ya me voy a vivir sola por aquí cerca, pero es bien, o sea, como que yo soy casi que 24-7 eh, siempre en el doyo y puye, solamente tengo los lunes de descanso. Okay, so life in Japan, um, Monday, the, her typical week is Monday, it's her day off, Sundays are for wrestling, so training is Tuesday through Saturday. Her life actually, or the, the whole process starts um, at 10 a.m. in between uh, wrestling training, which can take anywhere from three hours, meetings, talking about merch, talking about everything, you know, the behind the scenes production aspect. Um, so by 7 p.m., it would be the the daily routine from 10 to about 7 p.m. is the, her her typical day on any given Tuesday to Saturday. Um, currently, she's still living in the dojo, but in the next couple of months, she is she will be looking into actually living somewhere else on her own. How exciting. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gav, should we pause here for some, some silly questions? Yeah, I think, think so. I think it's time. Okay. Okay, so this is a section that we do uh, for each interview where we ask some more lighthearted questions, um, just to get to know, get to know the person uh, more as much as the wrestler. So, the the first question. Let her know. Uh, yeah, please. Thank you. Okay, okay. está 
esta porción de la entrevista son preguntas así más para conocerte a ti como persona que, eh, que estar hablando con la luchadora. So the first question is quite an important one, and it's the one we get a lot of a lot of feedback, lot of feedback on, on. Is uh, what is your favorite pizza topping? Esta es la pregunta más importante y es la cual ellos reciben eh, más eh, preguntas y más opiniones en cuál es el condimento favorito o, o la cosa favorita que debes tener en la pizza. La en el dormitorio. No, no, en la pizza, para comer. <gasps> this is the one that people always give this one the most thought, I think, when we ask this. This is the one that really taxes people. Esta es la pregunta que pone a todo el mundo como que a pensar y lo, como que lo <laughs> Before this, Akari is just like, yeah, I've got an answer for this, no problem. <laughs> Two seconds. You're just like, hmm, really have to think now. Uh... Es que es difícil porque, a ver, te diría que en Chile sí o sí, por ejemplo, el salame tiene que ir arriba, pero acá en Japón la pizza es distinta. Sobre todo a mí me gusta como acá en Japón que tiene la pizza en Japón eh, trae como dos trozos de un sabor, dos trozos de otro sabor, entonces eso me encanta. Entonces ya como que te, te voy a decir, con que tenga queso soy feliz. En <risa> Chile... <risa> it would have been salami. Mm -hmm. However, in Japan, and I'm not talking about Domino's and Pizza Hut, because in Domino's and Pizza Hut, they will give you the things that are in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But in the, the pizza places in Japan actually develop pizzas that are like every two slices is something mixed or they'll mix them differently. Yeah. So as long as it has cheese, she is happy. And I will co-sign on that because <laughs> I do... I used to get Uber Eats uh, a lot at home since I lived at home in Japan for two years. And I would just randomly select one of those mixed pizzas. <laughs> and every time I received it, I was like, okay, this is the best thing. So I would <laughs> the next time I do the random selection. When I lived in Japan, I ordered a lot in Uber Eats. Como vivía sola y trabajaba hasta tarde que cuando eh, ordenaba pizza de las pizzerías, pues yo lo que hacía era que cogía cual, cualquier pizza que era lo que tenían ahí, lo que estaban, um, lo que estaba en la primera página y sí, que, que, sabes, que, que eran diferentes y que siempre cada vez que la compraba, pues me llegaba una y no sabía qué era lo que iba a recibir, pero estaba bien bien buena, así que lo volví a hacer otra vez y otra vez. Sí, me pasaba lo mismo. It's the same for her. <laughs> <laughs> just listening to asking other people living in Japan about their favorite pizza toppings, they're just wild. Like it's stuff that you just do seemingly do not get outside of Japan. And we're so we're so fascinated by like shrimp and mayo or mashed potato pizza. And just like <laughs> it blows our minds. I will tell you, Garrett, it is so good. Like I, I had one that was butter chicken. That thing was on point, but oh, they're seasonal, really? so it's a little harder, you know. So, uh, you have to try them out whenever they have them because then they, they change the menu. Wow, we're missing out. I um, <laughs> so, so I'm getting married next, uh, no, this year. Oh, god, it's coming up quick, and uh, we're going to Japan. We're planning to go to Japan for our honeymoon. I'm other than the wrestling, the pizza is probably the, the wild pizza toppings is probably the next thing I'm most excited about. <laughs> <laughs> 
<risa> Gareth se va a casar este año y la, la luna de miel la van a pasar en Japón. Y además de ver lucha libre, una de las cosas que él realmente está, que, que, quiere, que quiere probar cuando esté en Japón es la pizza, porque aquí cuando estábamos hablando era el hecho de que él ha escuchado de que hay veces que las pizzas tienen, ¿sabes? Como papas majadas y tienen camarones con mayonesas y cremas así. Ven, yo le digo, sí, había una que era con, con el estilo de como con... Eh, cocinan el pollo en India con, con la salsa esa de tomate y mantequilla que es bien buena y también le expliqué que en Japón normalmente cuando tienen algo ¿sabes? cuando tienen algo en menú eh, normalmente lo, lo establecen por una temporada y no, no necesariamente sí. sea algo que siempre esté disponible así que eh, tienen que aprovechar que cuando estén allá prueben lo que vayan a probar porque lo más seguro es que no va a estar aquí en un futuro no y la, la tiene que ir a la pizzalá es la es para mí la favorita la pizzería japonesa okay uh, you have to go to pizza la that's okay. her favorite I will make a note of that thank you okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's it's interesting food always people are just excited about talking about food and just quickly staying on the food topic, is there any, is there anything from food from Chile that Takari really misses that she can't get in uh, Japan hay alguna comida de Chile que extrañas, que te, te gustaría poder eh, tener en Japón? Eh, mmm, creo que lo que extraño es el pan, porque el pan en Chile es como muy de Chile, no hay ni en Argentina ni Perú, que es como la marraqueta, la yuya, es como un pan específico, creo que eso es extraño. Más allá de la comida, igual acá hay un restaurante chileno, y a veces voy, entonces como que no hay problema. Pero creo que eso sí extraño, el pan... I picked up that she misses the bread. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, she actually has a, a Chilean uh, restaurant close by that she oh, goes wow. to. Uh, but it's it's something about the bread that it's not something, you know, you can get in Argentina or in any other place uh, that it is very, very specific to Chile. And then mm. that's the one she misses. Oh, it's, it's interesting that it yeah, interesting. that that bread is such a such a universal thing, but also so specific. Um, so having been growing up in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic, mm. I will tell you that 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 there is, I do not know what it is, uh, but there is a distinction between amongst the breads, mm-hmm. um, across the the community or you know the the regions, the countries, uh, because I. Like, for example, for me, if we have this thing called pan sobao, which is the, uh, pan, uh, a bread made literally out of uh, dough and water, but the way that they knead it, the way that they, uh, that they treat it, it just makes it taste different than anything else that you would have mm-hmm. eaten. That's why, you know, that's why people are all like, oh, you know, the Cuban sandwiches. And it's because the bread is a big factor of it because of the bread that it is used for it. So... The same as like the po boys in the po boys in uh, New Orleans and stuff as well. The bread there is you know specific and yeah, I I get you. Yeah, uh, uh, le estaba explicando a ellos acerca de de la de qué tan tan diferentes los panes son dependiendo del del país que vengan. Yo soy nacida en Puerto Rico, criada en la República Dominicana, y nosotros tenemos el pan sobao y, y eh, no hay nada para mí no hay nada mejor que un pan sobao eh, en de la República Dominicana o un pan cubano y por eso es que 
el, el cubano, el, el, el sándwich cubano es algo que es tan popular en los Estados Unidos porque el, el, el pan es algo que hace no solamente el contenido de los ingredientes, sino cómo cocinan el pan y cómo, lo tra y cómo tratan el pan, que lo hace bien diferente a lo que puedas encontrar en cualquier otro lugar. <risa> Ay, quiero probar. So, without wishing to make anybody hungry, one more question on food. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are your go-to 7-Eleven snacks? ah, cuando vas a El Convivi, al 7-Eleven, ¿qué es lo que te encanta eh, coger de ella? Que para, sea para merienda o de comida. Eh, bueno, tengo como siempre, antes de luchar, como para mi ansiedad, siempre me como, compro chicle. Eso es como sí o sí que me compro en el combini. Siempre antes de luchar yo tengo que comer chicle y eso como que me relaja. Y como de comida me gustan esos como, no sé, no, no podría decir que aburritos, pero que son con jamón y queso y que los meten al microondas. Siempre como eso, me encanta. Okay, so for the anxiety part, right before she wrestles, the one thing she gets is gum because it helps her calm, uh, calm down a little bit. And then when it comes to like food, there's the there's this ham and cheese thing um, that uh, they sell. It's not a, a burrito per se, but it's one of the ones that you warm up and that's what she gets when she's there. Oh, yeah. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky it's lunchtime here, so we can yeah. go and eat after this. <laughs> next, the next one is, Akari, uh, are you a karaoke fan? And if so, what's your go-to song? ¿Quieres saber si eres fanática del karaoke y que cuál es la canción que te gusta cantar? Bueno, tu canción favorita o, es cual, o la canción la cual tú cada vez que haces un karaoke tienes que cantar. Eh, sí, var varias veces voy con, con mis compañeras al karaoke y la que siempre canto es la de los caballeros del Zodíaco Pegasus Fantasy. Siempre canto esa en japonés. ¿Cómo es que se llama la canción? Pegasus Fantasy. Pegasus Fantasy. Es el, Okay. es So, el intro del, del anime. okay. So the anime intro song Pegasus Fantasy is the is her go-to song and that she does uh go karaoke uh with her teammates. Amazing. We'll have to look that one up. And then the, the kind of final sillier question, or less silly this one, but are there any uh, hobbies or interests that you pursue that people maybe don't know about? Ellos quieren saber si tienes algo en específico, un pasatiempo en los cuales lo cual estás bien interesada en hacer, pero que realmente nadie sepa que lo haces. Yo sé que te gusta la fotografía, porque te he visto en, en eventos tomando fotos, aunque no las publicas tanto, pero te he visto en eventos tomándolas. <risa> Es que sabes que me encanta, pero todavía no me he comprado mi propia cámara, entonces de repente yo a una, una amiga le digo, ¿me prestas tu cámara para sacar fotos? <risa> por eso a veces no muy seguido, y, y me da rabia porque, por ejemplo, el otro día fui al evento del, del Muto y yo quería sacar fotos así buenas, pero no tenía buena cámara, entonces... Pero ese es un... Te lo juro que cuando como que está así... tenga la posibilidad, me gustaría comprar una cámara y sacar fotos, de verdad que eso me gustaría sobre todo en los Mira, eventos de no <ríe> bueno, pues te confieso porque yo antes de venir acá a Hawái... Eh, Me paré en Japón específicamente para eso, para ver el Muto Final 
eh, pero me enviaron allá, bueno, eh, llegué allá y era para cubrir para la revista Progress and Illustrated. Lamentablemente ellos tenían tanta, pero tanta, pero tanta prensa que nos rompieron en tres grupos. Entonces a mí me mantuvieron en el área donde estaban haciendo la entrevista. Hubiese sabido que estabas ahí en ese momento, te hubiese dado una de mis cámaras y hubiese dicho, toma todas las fotos que pueda. La próxima vez, por favor, avísame cuando venga. Sí, te voy a avisar porque hay veces que cuando me toca cubrir eventos, pues te, nos restringen y nos dicen a solamente puedes estar aquí o solamente puedes estar allá. Entonces, pues me quedé con las ganas de, 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 de poder hacerlo afuera. Lo vi todo por televisión. Uh, pero para la próxima te voy, a, te voy a enviar un mensaje y voy a decir, ok, estoy atrás, no puedo salir. ¿Quieres mi cámara? Por supuesto. <risa> Okay, so I actually, when I asked the question, um, I mentioned that I I had seen her take photos um, at events, oh, and wow. she said the one thing is that she doesn't have her own camera. Normally, when she goes to certain events, she borrows a camera, but that's one thing she would love to have um, is actually uh, have her own camera so that when uh -huh. she goes to events, she's able to take photos. She mentioned that uh, she went to Muto Final um but unfortunately did not have a camera. Yeah. I share that I was actually there. Oh wow. But there was so much press uh, there was so much press approved for this. It got to the point where Pro Wrestling Noah actually broke all the press apart. So there was a group that was the group that was going to be um arena and ringside photographers, then there was the group that was going to be stand photographers and then the, there's the group that was only allowed to be in the interview room in the uh, in the backstage area um wow. doing the the press and photography there. So I ended up being one of the people that ended up being selected for the press area. Hey. And, cool. Yeah. And, and well, that <laughs> one surprised me because I was like, uh, non so my Japanese is very, very, very limited. Um, so I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the, uh, in the interview area, the press area, trying to figure out, I, I got, I get the gist of things because most of the wrestlers are, Uh, when they cut things, they're very repetitive, or they they pause enough for for things to mm. sink in. But it was it was kind of like ah, oh, I wish I would have. I wish we would have known this because I would have just given her my long lens camera and be like, take all the pictures that you want. I'll handle the back. Uh, <laughs> next, so we're time. next Yeah, we're gonna coordinate it for the next time. So <laughs> I gotta get. Um, if I'm in the back and she's in, in the audience, I'll give her my my long lens camera so she yeah. can take pictures of the action there, and I can take in the back. New new photography tag team being established uh, right here on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so just a few more um, normal wrestling questions, I guess, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. You you both been very generous with your time. Yeah, thank you so um, much. So. I suppose the the big one really that we we always ask people is what what are the what are the goals for the remainder of this year and and further afield what are the particularly in Japan I suppose what what are the the accomplishments that Akari has a eye on Okay ellos quieren saber cuáles son tus metas ya sea la meta para el 2023 o metas para el futuro qué son las cosas cuáles son las metas que tú quieres cumplir en Japón eh, bueno, tengo muchas cosas en mente pero igual el, el año pasado me hice tanta expectativa de querer lograr tantas cosas y pasó fin de año y, y me di cuenta que no logré nada y fue tan frustrante de que este año como que decidí ya, 
lo que venga, así como yo voy a dar lo mejor de mí en la lucha y ya lo que venga está bien, porque como yo no estoy como en, de las empresas más populares, eh, de las dos más populares, me es como mucho más difícil de que se hable más de mí, entonces igual es como un poco complicado, pero sí podría decir que sí, lo que tengo muy presente y que me encantaría, es que ahora como que no está como haciendo luchas que entran como mujeres ahí, y eso me encantaría porque yo soy, me volví como luchadora y vine a Japón netamente porque vi Noah y me hice fan de Noah, entonces sería para mí algo tan especial subirme a ese ring y creo que ese sería como mi sueño, creo, a largo plazo, creo que ese sería mi sueño más contundente, creo. Okay. So, in 2022, um she has set herself up for several expectations unfortunately some of those did not come to fruition therefore her frame of mind coming into 2023 is whatever comes comes and she's just gonna give her best um the one thing that she talked about about you know presently that may be her The, the future goal is that she has seen that Pro Wrestling Noah has had events where mm. there have been women wrestling in it. Um, as she is not part of the two biggest Joshi companies in Japan, um, so it is a lot, it's a bit harder for her to get the notoriety, no, um, the, uh, notoriety uh, that she so deserves. Then that that was my that was on me, not her, not her saying it. Um, that she, you know, she would love to have that opportunity because the reason why she loves pro wrestling as she does right now is by way of Noah. Yeah. She, she, the first match that made her fall in love with pro wrestling was a pro wrestling Noah match. She loves pro wrestling Noah as a company and would love to have an opportunity to work and wrestle in their ring. Awesome. That's, that's great. And I think that The Noah kind of creeping into women's wrestling now is is so interesting and would be massive mm. if they did really commit to it. So yeah, fingers crossed yeah. for that one. Uh, I think uh, personally, I think that the uh, the the whole cyber fight, cyber agent relationship, and opening the door uh, with interpromotional work is I it's I'm hoping continues to be the way of the future because mm. it does open uh, things for new audiences. And uh, when, you know, three out of the four pro wrestling companies um, kind of work together and then there's no, no, no gender distinction between them mm. uh, does kind of give them the whole, Hey, there's already, there's already the blue, for it so i i do hope that they go forward with it i agree wholeheartedly yeah, yeah 100%. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. oh yeah give me one second to translate that for her um le estaba diciendo a ella después de darle tu respuesta de que porque Liam mencionó que eh, que espera que sea algo que sigan trabajando y yo le dije que como no es parte de cyber agent uh, cyber fight que Um, teniendo ya tres compañías en las cuales eh, trabajan juntos entre Tokyo Yoshi, DDT y Gampro, que esperamos que en el futuro de que Noah siga trabajando y haciendo eventos en los cuales ellos incluyan a, a las demás compañías 
al, al lo mismo incluir mujeres y que sigan así porque eso realmente los ha puesto en una nueva luz um, que no, no solamente es restringido de que aquí nada más luchan los hombres. Exacto, sí, sí. De hecho, en diciembre fue un evento especial de Nosawa en el Coracuen y esa fue la primera vez que no había como lucha de mujeres yo estaba ahí en el palco de Coracuen mirando y cuando terminó el evento yo siempre ayudo como staff y cosas así y cuando la gente me veía me decía fans de nuevo y me decían Akari tú siempre estás ahí en Noah siempre estás ahí aquí como el staff ayudando ¿por qué no te invitan a ti? Y yo así no sé <risa> In December, she went to the uh, Noah Korakuencho, uh, the Nosawa Korakuencho, mm. and uh, on his, that was the, the the special shows on his path to retirement. Mm -hmm. and, uh, she, when she goes to the show, she actually helps uh, with the setup and in the background. Um, and that she was actually in the balcony watching the show, and that was the first time that they have women on the show. And that at that point in time, it was kind of like, man, you know looking looking into the future and then um some fans actually um approached her and said hey you know we see you you're always uh helping um well, you know are you are, are you gonna get to wrestle there and she's hoping that at some point that she does get that yep. invite because oh, wow. that is yeah. that is her her future goal absolutely Yeah, absolutely yeah. got that foot in the door already. You know, yep. just got to sort of uh, crack it open even further now. Hey, worst case scenario, I'll figure out how to tell Sanjiro Takagi, hey, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a travesty if it doesn't happen. We would nudge like Mark and Steve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to say that if it's necessary, I'll talk with the president of Sanjiro Takagi y para decirle de que espérense la próxima vez tienen que incluirla porque si no 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 estaría bien and then in terms of wrestling abroad I've seen that you've mentioned a few times recently about wrestling overseas is there anywhere or anyone in particular that you're keen to wrestle Liam quiero saber que bueno él menciona de que Tú has hablado de, de luchar en el extranjero varias veces y él quiere saber si tienes a alguien en específico o un lugar en específico en el cual te gustaría luchar. Creo que el que tengo más en mira sería México porque yo nunca he estado en México, pero tengo mucha gente de México que me sigue. Entonces creo que sería bonito en el futuro poder ir a México a representar a Purillé, ya sea en el Consejo o en AAA. Eh, uh -huh. pero nunca como para quedarme siempre como ir, representar y volver <ríe> pero por ejemplo también me gustaría por ejemplo empresas de Inglaterra o empresas de Estados Unidos no específicamente sino que ir y representar por ella y eso me encantaría ok first uh, location that came to mind is Mexico, she's never been there however she has uh, many fans there are people that follow her from there And she would love to represent Pure J, either at CMLL or uh, AAA, AAA. And then um, also looking into the possibilities of wrestling in the UK, wrestling in the US, the same um, as representing 
pure mm-hmm. jade, but never wanting to stay there for the long haul. It's just to go there, be a representation of pure jade, and then return home. Perfect. Yeah. Dan Reed, are you getting this? Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, I could see uh, Pro Wrestling Eve uh, in your future for sure. 100%. <laughs> so, last question then. Uh, and this is a, a, a new final question, really. But um, I want to know what. What does a good match or what does a great wrestling match actually feel like to Akari? Which are the ones that stand out to her, the ones that she remembers, the ones that when she finishes them, she thinks, yeah, that was that was good. What what, what kind of constitutes a good match for her? Lian pregunta que para ti, ¿cómo tú defines que una lucha fue exitosa? que se sintió bien, que todo estuvo, tú sabes, todo fue de acuerdo a cómo tenía que haber ido. ¿Y qué es lo que tú consideras una buena lucha? Eh, yo, como, yo en mi lucha o como espectadora? Um, her, she wants to know, is it just on her wrestling or her as a fan spectator watching pro wrestling? Um, the... Both. <laughs> yeah, I was interested as a wrestler, but actually both would be really interesting. Él originalmente lo había preguntado como como a ti como luchadora, pero ahora que hiciste la pregunta, pues él está interesado en saber las dos cómo lo mira, que cómo lo defines tú como luchadora y cómo lo defines tú como fanática de la lucha de la lucha libre. Bueno, como luchadora puedo decir que a mí en general ninguna lucha mía me gusta. Yo nunca quedo, quedo conforme. Yo siempre, ah, podría haber sido mejor, podría siempre. Nunca quedo totalmente conforme. Eh, pero al contrario, sí me doy cuenta cuando la reacción de la gente o cuando termina el evento y la gente... Eh, se me acerca a decir hoy oh, que que buena estuvo la lucha o me sorprendió o por qué no o por qué no ganaste entonces generalmente yo no no nunca estoy satisfecha pero la reacción de la gente los comentarios de la gente eso como que me hace ah no no estamos tan mal <ríe> me da como esperanza pero y como fans para mí eh, Creo que cuando estoy viendo una lucha, a ver, yo como luchadora y como fans me puedo dar cuenta cuando un luchador como que entrena o no entrena, como que uno se da cuenta de eso. Entonces, por ejemplo, te podría decir que en el evento de, del Muto, no la semi, antes de esa que estuvo Amakusa, en esa lucha yo pude notar que Amakusa supo aprovechar que tenía una lucha en el Tokyo Dome y lo dio todo. Y eso, ese cuando alguien como que sabe dónde está y aprovecha el momento como luchador, a mí eso me, me encanta. Okay. So the first part of the response is, as a wrestler, she's actually never satisfied um, and is not a big fan of her matches because she always things of things of, hey, I could have done this better. I could have improved this. Um, I could have changed that. However, whenever she is talking to the fans after the match, the the um, the feedback is always positive, mm-hmm. letting her know that, oh, it was so good. You should have won. So she realizes that she must be doing something right in the ring. However, 
from her personal perspective, she always looks to what could I've done better to make this match better. Um, And then as a fan, but also taking into account that she is a wrestler and has trained, she is able to tell who has trained and who has not. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one of those things that would would be the factor of making the match great or not. Um, and she used the example of Amaksa uh, versus Hiromo at Moto's final that she picked up on the fact that Amaksa told him told himself essentially, I am going to be in the biggest stage at the Tokyo Dome. So he, taking that into consideration, taking that into account, he trained himself to have the best match possible for mm. that set. That's very interesting. That is interesting. So it's that kind of sense of this person is prepared and really put their all into it yeah well i mean looking at it again from just the fan 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 piece because i have not trained in in pro wrestling um you can tell the difference between that match and the matches amaxa has had since re- returning the the beauty because <laughs> uh, you know, um depending which name you you met him as yeah. uh, <laughs> I know I know him as one of Big Togo's triplets. Um, so it's <laughs> one of those things where you look at it and you can tell that there was there was a lot more going into that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, look, we've done it. I'm so pleased. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that we got this interview done. And uh, thank you both so much for for joining us. Uh, uh, well worth late the wait. Times. Yeah, one hundred percent. Akari, do you have anything you'd like us to like to plug before you go? Um, primero que todo, eh... Le expliqué a ellos que sí, este, de tu respuesta me fue algo también que yo me di cuenta cuando vi la, la lucha libre de Mar, la lucha de Amaxa con Hiromu, porque conociéndolo a él ya varios, bajo varios nombres y originalmente conociéndolo como uno de los hijos entre comillas de Dictogo, este, se puede ver de que de, de todo de que le echó ganas en esa um, y ellos quieren saber si tienes algo que que quieres eh, pasarle al público para que sea ya sea tus redes sociales ya sea eventos que vienen por ahí cosas en las redes en las cuales te puedan apoyar que te puedan ver eh, bueno está mi Instagram Akari Gruestler que eh, yo siempre subo videos cortitos de lucha y cualquier duda que tengan me pueden mandar un mensaje si en inglés no importa porque uso el traductor <risa> eh, también está bueno mi Twitter Akari Puruyei y bueno, creo que el evento más importante que viene de Purillays es ahora el, 4, el 16 de abril en el Coraquen Hall, que son, justo va a ser como, yo estoy de aniversario el 14, y el 16 es el evento en el Coraquen, todavía no sé, no, todavía no sé bien con quién vamos a luchar, pero es el evento como más grande que tenemos ahora cercano. Uh-huh. Y eso sería más como que vean mis videos, compartan mis cosas para que más gente me, me conozca. <laughs> um, her IG and Twitter, the easy, easy ways to reach out to her, uh, feel free to message her in English. Um, she uses the translator, so communication will not be a problem. <laughs> um, she also wants to, to know that the biggest event for PRJ will take place on 16 April at Kodakuan Hall 
her anniversary is actually the 14th. So oh. two days later, uh, the uh, the big show upcoming for Pure J and to the fans uh, to please, you know, go check out her, uh, her page. She actually loads a lot of videos of her matches wrestling uh, and to please share them um, so that the more fans can get to know Akari and can uh, open the doors in supporting her. Amazing. Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. And of course, we, we've also been very grateful to be joined by Issa Maria as well. Issa, do you have anything you want to plug to? Um, the only thing, uh, my handles are the same in uh, Twitter and Instagram. I tell people I am not the account to follow if you are looking for a specific niche of pro wrestling. But if you just like uh, looking at pro wrestling photos, uh, both my Twitter and my um, Instagram are the same. It's Isita Marie. And um, yeah, just be careful when following me because I get a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> from all companies. I am not a one-inch company. It's great. I, I'm a big I watch fan. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you both so much. It's been a real yeah. treat. Muchas gracias. Uh, muchas gracias. Y, y say, <laughs> muchas gracias, Akari. Y un placer en haberte conocido en esta situación. Espero que la próxima vez que esté en Japón tengas un, haya un evento en el cual yo pueda ir a verte y tomar tus fotos. Oh, no, muchas gracias. Después me mandas un mensaje para ver tu cuenta. Y no, muchas gracias a Liam, Isa, Gareth por la entrevista. De verdad, muy agradecida. Primera vez que me entrevistan en inglés. Entonces, de verdad, estoy como muy agradecida. Y como lo último que quiero decir es que, eh, aunque no tenga que ver con lucha, yo quiero como motivar a la gente a cumplir sus sueños. Que aunque las cosas no funcionen rápido, yo me demoré nueve años en cumplir mis sueños, así que que no se rindan, que no, no dejen de que porque los demás digan que no pueden o porque su sueño no, no es rentable. No, ustedes luchen por sus sueños. Lo más importante en este momento es ser feliz. El dinero va, viene, va y viene. Así que que la gente luche por sus sueños. Eso es lo que quiero dejar. Así que muchas gracias por la entrega. In, in closing, well, she is very thankful for the interview. She thanks us. Um, this is the first time she's interviewing in English. Uh, but the big takeaway from all of it is she wants for people to know that, hey, go and follow your dreams. Uh, it took her nine years to be able to achieve her dreams, uh, but she wants people to follow their dreams and to never give up. Things do not come easy. Mm -hmm. uh, while there may be setbacks, just continue to fight, fight on and continue to follow your dreams because that's what is most important. Beautiful. A lovely go. message to end on. Let's end it there. That's perfect. And I've got a hankering for some bread, bizarrely. Yeah. So I need to go. Uh, the, wonderful. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. And we're back. And that was the wonderful Akari. Wonderful stuff. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. That was uh, that was a really fun conversation. It was well worth the wait. I'm so pleased that we actually got to do it. So, you know, thanks again to Akari and to Issa for joining us and facilitating that one. Yeah. Real that pleasure. Was well, that was a real good one. We I like how much of a tangent we went on off on on food. Oh man, yeah. Come for the wrestling, stay for the bread, right? We yeah. talked <laughs> and I was so hungry after recording that one as well. I felt bad <laughs> because, you know, it was uh 1 a.m. in the morning where Issa was. It was um 
9 30 9 at night where akari was and for us it was lunchtime <laughs> so we could just slope yeah, off and have down. some food yeah i felt a bit bad about that one but it, it kind of gave me a bit of a, a call back to when you interviewed slex and he was uh, yeah he was, he was cutting weight at the time <laughs> <laughs> we don't do our guests any favors on that front no no but there we go um also note we should say as well we ran a competition over the course of the week for our, our pal and former uh, podcast guest, Matt Charlton. He's got a new book out, uh, Companion on a Road Less Travelled, Volume 1. It's a very cool concept. If you haven't seen this already, this is uh, the road diaries of several wrestlers, including Akari, who we just spoke to, but also uh, Jetta, Tom Lawler, Royce Isaacs, and Brian Keith. A real interesting and eclectic mix of talent there. You know, something I'm really looking forward to sitting down and reading myself, actually. Yeah, it's very cool indeed. Matt continues to find these great angles mm. um, to to tell the world about pro wrestling, yeah. so kudos to him. But we did run a competition to claim an original piece of art from Matt um, of our guest this week, Akari. And the winner of that competition is Paul Ratcliffe, handle at the rat 55 that's an excellent handle by the way so paul we'll get in your dms and arrange that one but thanks everybody for getting involved and for supporting us matt akari and everybody yeah it was lovely to sort of see you know people were dead excited about this yeah very cool all right folks that wraps us up for this week we're back next week with at least one episode quite possibly two by the looks of it <laughs> they're coming thick and fast yeah. at the second it's so. just, we're all or nothing <laughs> We're all or nothing. Um, in the meantime, if you want to hit us up on social media, let us know what you thought about this interview and what you're thinking about the rest of the slate for March. And we're uh, we're on at Wrestling Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's Wrestling About the E. Uh, if you go to WrestlingPod.com again, Wrestling About the E, you can find uh, my social media, Gareth's social media, the podcast, places to listen. Uh, if you'd be kind enough to leave us a review or a rating on your podcast platform of choice. That's incredibly helpful and goes a long way to securing other great guests like Akari. So thank you for considering that. And also you can find all the ways to support the podcast, which Gareth will happily tell you about. Yeah, so there's two ways if you are keen to support us in some kind of uh, monetary fashion, you know, beyond just we love your the support that we get via sort of social media. But if you'd like to support the podcast financially, um, the best way to do that is either via our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash the wrestling podcast. Uh, the link for that's on our link tree. Um, so the wrestling pod.com various tiers pay what you feel you're able to so the the tiers start at three dollars a month and go all the way up to to 19 um then come with a variety of different rewards so starting at um just a regular shout out on the podcast and all the way up to you know if you're giving us you know the the 19 in the avalanche vertical suplex tier there's a uh, regular shout outs access to the discord Early access to interview episodes, exclusive monthly article from Liam, a weekly overrun episode where we cover topics we couldn't fit into the main podcast, and an option to create an episode with you picking the topics, promotions, and subject matter. So, you know, and there's everything in between that, depending on what you're you're happy, willing, and able to provide. And then the other option is uh, we have a, a Kofi. Yeah, so if you just wanted to give a sort of one-off or recurring donation with no expectation of any of the rewards, so that can be as little as a pound and as high as you feel is appropriate, um, go to ko-fi.com 
slash wrestling pod. That's ko-fi.com forward slash wrestling pod. And you can give a little donation there. And um, I think as we've discussed in the past, so all the donations that we receive go towards paying for hosting, translation services um, and the like. So it's all to keep the podcast running and to be a you know more interesting and fun experience for yourselves. Yeah, certainly on the uh, on the translation front, you've seen the amount of interviews that are on the way. So any contribution to that would be greatly appreciated. Anyway, that's it us for now, um, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, we'll see you all right here next week. Keep an eye on the socials uh, for when we're next going to drop. And in the meantime, stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the graps. Mm-hmm.